Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Hopefully you're having a great day, a great week. I've got my Bass Pro Shop mug half full with some coffee. Amen. It's a good day. I'm so glad to be here. Hopefully you're doing good. Hopefully you're uh, having a wonderful day, a wonderful week in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I thank you so much for listening. Uh, We are today wrapping up the study on Genesis 2, 1 through 3. Uh, and taking that as an opportunity to explore the day of rest. God gave us a day of rest. Why? Why? There's so many reasons why. I mean, in you go into the Bible and you look at the field, and God every certain year wanted the field to rest, and you have the Jubilee where everything should rest. And, you know, it's important. You know, we, you look today when people are trying to mine for oil or lithium or all of these precious commodities you know, the ground needs time to rest. You look at an ocean, you know, and people, you have uh, regulations on how much you can fish. You know, people want to, uh, what is it? Is it troll? I don't know. Troll, troll, where they take that net and they run it on the bottom of the ocean floor and pull up everything. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> you know, and the reason why it's not good is you, you need the time for the fish to populate and so forth, the ocean essentially to rest. You know, God has made rest very important. And, you know, I, I, it hit me in the face real bad. We, I had kids a little later in life and the first time, uh, I was, you know, stuck with an infant, (laughs) stuck with an infant, blessed with an infant, (laughs) even like when they're born. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, just, you go sleepless forever and it really messes with you. I remember having like back cramps and crazy stuff, you know, just, whoo, that was a really difficult time because, we're getting a lot of rest. And that's when I realized the importance of rest. And of course, tactically as a parent, resting when the kids rest, that's the secret. Because if not, then they won't let you rest when you want to rest. So you have to find when they're resting uh, and then you rest, okay, tactically. But um, I realize the importance of rest. And I'm sure I don't need to preach too much on that to you. It's very important. And Life doesn't a lot for a lot of rest. I mean, a lot of schedules are incredibly busy. Our teenager, forget it. I mean, he's up later than anybody and he's typically the first person up or the second person up in the house. And I tell him, you know, hey, if you get a free Saturday or something, just please sleep in. You know, it's I'm tired looking at you. You know, he's there. You know, he's got soccer and tennis and this, that and the other church, you know, and uh, activities and honors club, whatever it is. You, you don't get any rest and that's school. And then you go off and you have uh, work and so forth and you have double shifts or you have the third shift or whatever's open. And, you know, during the day you've got this, that, and the other, the cares of the world. And there's not a lot of rest. So I think I've painted that picture very clearly. So now for the rest of this episode, rest, okay, <laughs> no pun intended. For the rest of this episode, we're going to dive in to what what should we do on Sundays, okay? What does it mean to rest? We're going to dive into that right when we come back from this break. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. All right. So as promised, here we go. Um, The Christians, 
They broke bread on the first day of the week. I mentioned that. I mentioned that rest doesn't have to just be like laying in bed all day. It should be worshiping God, okay, first and foremost, and being involved in the church and going when the doors are open and spending time with the brethren and so forth, right? Uh, they, they, the, the Christians in the Bible do a lot of things on this day of rest, amen. Uh, they were to bring their uh, contributions on the first day of the week. Paul instructed them to do that. 1 Corinthians 16.2, upon the first day of the week, let everyone of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And so guess what? On the first day of the week, we are to bring our offerings to the church, right? If you, uh, or you can digitally give if that kind of thing works for your church, you bring the offering. And it's also a great opportunity to go fill up that blessing box and go, you know, pack up a bag and give to Salvation Army or whatever it is. It's also a great opportunity to give beyond just, you know, to your local church. Um, we believe the Lord's Supper happened on a Sunday. Uh, Jesus gave the apostle John the vision of revelation on the first day of the week. Uh, revelation one ten. I was in the spirit of the Lord. Uh, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. Uh, there's a lot of repetition here, but when it comes down to it, we are called to rest. And that part of that is not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Hebrews 10 25. So I've heard good advice on that. Like, Saturday night, right? When it starts to get dark, start preparing for church, you know, invite people, you know, uh, get your clothes ready. Amen. Make sure your Bible's all ready to go. Right. Uh, you know, get up early and have a good breakfast, start praying, you know, for church, uh, and, and, and make sure that again, that's the priority, right? Uh, and when you're not at church, what else should you do? Uh, obviously a lot of people like to take a nap on a Sunday. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you can read God's word. A lot of people take notes during the service, but never take those notes and do anything with them. Like they just sit there in the Bible, take them out search them up, study them up, uh, go for a walk or a hike. I think that's pretty restful. You know, again, at a leisurely pace, uh, spend time with those you love. I mean, how about just turn off the TV or whatever, the computer, the gadget, the phone, set it down and just spend time with people you love. You know, one way that, that I rest is lately uh, I've been leaving my phone downstairs. So our bedroom is upstairs where we live right now. And I, at, at night, I just leave it downstairs. I get better rest when I'm not around that thing. Okay. It's buzzing and beeping and all that. So maybe working that into your Sunday saying, I'm, I'm going to take a little time off from the phone. How about gratitude? You know, how about just spending some time thanking God for all he's done in your life? Uh, one great way to do that, one exercise is to make a list you know, make a list of all that you're grateful for God putting in your life, giving you and so forth, write it out. And then if you feel comfortable, maybe share it with some family members, you know, maybe that will inspire them to think about what they're grateful for, or maybe they've made your list and that might just bless them to be like, wow, they're grateful for me. That's really nice. You know, of course, a good meal never hurts uh, on a, on a, uh, on the Lord's day, I think. Uh, but make sure that whatever you're doing you have time of prayer and closeness with God, meditating on his word. You know, he loves us so much. Why not return that love with prayer, you know, with thanksgiving? And you know what? How can you pray if it's not quiet? So find quiet time. 
and and I know I'm I'm speaking to some people here that do all this, and I know there's others that right now it's a virtual impossibility. Like there's some scenario that's completely keeping you from this. You have a roommate that doesn't buy into any of this, or you know you live on a you know um, you live on a cruise ship or something, and you know whatever. I know some people have very unique situations. And in their case, maybe this could inspire them to think ahead and to plan. You know, uh, we talk about a lot on the program, it's like blocking out time. You know, how can we block out time for God? Like, how can we make God a priority in our lives? It doesn't have to be ultra complicated and it doesn't always have to be, you know, like the whole day. Just try to block out time when you can, right? Honor God in your activities, you know? Ask yourself, you know, on a Sunday, on the Lord's Day, is this honoring to God, right? You know, if you're going to sit there and play video games all day, does that honor God, right? If you're going to go to a ballpark and spend the whole day at the ballpark, does that honor God, right? You know, think about that. It's not that you never can. Again, we're not under the law. But think about the idea that God wants you in, in his church, in his word, in fellowship with him. And the devil wants you out, out of God's church, out of God's word, out of fellowship with him. And so we are not neutral. We're going one way or the other. And so when you think about this, when it comes to the context of resting and the day of rest, it makes sense to say, hey, I want to be in. I want to be close to God, right? I want to spend time with God. How about... Again, since there's no clear-cut answer on exactly what to do on Sundays, how about value what God values? What do we see the values of God are in the scriptures? Family, God values the traditional family. He created the family. The family is a picture. We look at God as God the Father. How can we know what a father is if we never had one? Spend time with the family in a safe and nurturing environment. How about friends and giving? See if there's something you can do to bless others on God's day as a way of bringing honor and glory to him. You know, see what you could do. Amen. Maybe you could bless a Christian friend, someone you know, to help them. Organization. You know, God is organized in all that he does. And I believe when we get organized, it's honoring and respectful to him. We should think about being organized. And if we never have time to be organized, maybe that would be the day. Again, clearing, and that kind of go, dovetails with cleaning up and clearing out clutter. Uh, you know, think about the Lord. Think about the cross. And, you know, think about giving. Think about how Jesus gave himself. Think about how we're free from the law, but Jesus is our hope and our Savior, and we should live for him. We should do these things that, that honor him and that, that build out a, a, a devotion to him, like a healthy habit. Amen. And then it'll just become second nature. So as I mentioned, uh, I think I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if not, it was the last, but how, you know, it was, I think it might've been the last one. I don't know, but (laughs) you know, maybe, you know, I was 12 years ago or so starting to take this more serious about Sunday, not working and really honoring the Lord's day. And I was worried and my worries were for nothing. It turned out to be a great thing. And it felt a little different for probably the first six months to a year. It felt different not working and like making a conscious choice to spend time with God over whatever was going on in my life. As in, it felt different being proactive for God rather than just reactive. Oh, everyone's going to church. Let me grab my stuff and go. 
Being proactive was like, oh, you're going to church. We're all going to church. That's fine. I got my clothes out last night. I was reading my Bible this morning. I'm ready to go, right? You go to church, you've already been worshiping God. So you go in there, you're in the right mind frame. That, that, that was a change the first six months or year. But now all these years later, over a decade later, it's just second nature. You've built in that habit. And then it's just like, that's what we do. Amen. We're going to get up. We're going to go uh, and worship the Lord. Uh, we're going to spend time together as a family. We're going to do our best not to do work if we can help it. And again, being an entrepreneur, a small business person, there are things that come up here or there, right? But I always keep in mind that I try to always keep in mind Lord, what would you have me to do, right? And the Pharisees criticized Jesus. They said, what are you doing here? You're work he healed somebody. And all the Pharisees and scribes want to talk about is why are you working on a, on a Lord's day, on a Sunday? And the Lord said, I, my work is not done. My father's work is not done. My work is not done. I'm working now, okay? So when we do stuff in the ministry we're, on a Sunday, we're actually fulfilling what Christ did as well. We're modeling that same behavior. So that kind of work, I think, is, is definitely permissible on a Sunday. But just in general, loving God, spending time with God, making time with God is why he told us in Genesis 2, 1 through 3, that he rested, not because he needed to rest. He has all strength. He has all power. He is all knowing. He has all of these things. He doesn't need to rest. He wanted us to know, I believe with all my heart, that he wants us to rest because we do, right? We need it. He knows that we need it. How about Mark chapter 2, verse 27? And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. You see, God knows, Jesus Christ knows that the Sabbath is made for us. We're not made for it. Like it is something to benefit us. And if we take that seriously, and again, we block out time, we're conscious, we're proactive in resting for the Lord and living for the Lord and making that day about him, right? That's not only good for us then, but Lord willing, it carries on throughout the week and we develop other habits throughout the week that point us to him, that, that we become more and more like Christ as we grow in our Christian walk, which means we're more Christ-like, which is what Christian means to be Christ-like. So this is how we grow as Christians. We take the Lord's Day serious. We, we make some, maybe some worldly sacrifices in order to spend more time with him, not because we have to, but because it is good for us too. And hopefully that all makes sense. Amen. And hopefully that's enough on that. I'm not going to keep going. Next episode, we're going to be on Genesis 2, uh, verse 4. Amen. We're going to move on from there. So you don't worry about that. But it is good to consider these things. And it's really good that God gave us this day. Thank God he's so merciful, loving to us. He knows just what we need. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless. And amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.